Okay, I just ate two Brazil nuts. Do you know about Brazil nuts? I don't know much about them. My selenium levels are through the roof, buddy. Brazil nuts yeah. are like the only place you get selenium. So I'm ready can't for you this. Just, can't you get it in supplement form? No, dude. I, I always think of food as supplements. I eat like a nut and I'm like, yeah. oh, it's like a pill. Anyways, I'm not a huge fan of nuts. Hit me with your latest breaking news. I want to hear this. Oh, I did my annual clothing shop yesterday. I don't know why this is interesting. Um, actually, <laughs> I tend to, uh, I don't know about you, but I, like when I spend money, I tend to do it all at once. So yes. like yesterday, I did some work. And then I was sitting there. I was like, I need new clothes. Went into the city. Yeah. Bought new clothes. Um, oh, so you went in then, person? Yeah, because, okay. Oh. Like, okay, cool. I've cut some weight and I don't yep. exactly know like what yep. fits me, whether I'm large or medium. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I was like, I got to try stuff on. And then after that, I was like, I should get new tires for my truck because it's done about 30,000 miles. And yeah. you know, I want like some all terrain tires. Um, so I just drove to this place to ask some questions and the guy's like, yeah, we could do this, this and this. I was like, those ones look good. He's like, cool. You want to do them now? I was like, all right. And then like $2,000 later, here we are. Yeah. 2000 New Zealand's like 1200 US. Yeah. Monopoly Um, money. 2000 Monopoly dollars. Um, so (laughs) So that was my, that was my day. I do the exact same thing. I, I will wait until like multiple of my systems are in complete collapse yes, and then I'll go fix them all at once. Like yeah. it's the same with like, for me, it's also with health and fitness stuff. Like I wait for something and I just spent like maybe three grand all at once in one day. I was like yeah. inversion table, stretching yeah. <laughs> gear, new rubber bands, new gym bag, um, a hip hook, which are like $300, these fucking yeah. things. Uh, I bought these red light therapy devices, literally all in like four hours. I was like, "Whew, I'm yeah, good for the next two quarters." So, so you like we are, we are at- the best customers. You know that we are the best customers because oh, yeah. we start buying and then we just keep going. It's like, yes, I will take that up. Okay. <laughs> where's the next one? Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's so true. And I don't know if you ever do this, but when I am really trying to buy something, I'm like spending money. I will usually tell salespeople, I'm just like, I don't fucking care. Like, oh, I, dude, I, I don't, so I I don't want to talk about same it. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they're like, yeah. they're like, well, let me check on that. I'm like, ah, da, 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 da. I don't care about the price. Yeah. Like, if there's a promo, great. Like, let's just do this in and out, buddy. So when I when I bought my truck like three years ago, that's exactly what I did. I walk into the dealership. I'm like, this is what I want. He's like, you want to test drive it? I was like, yes. Come back. I was like, cool. Um, can I can I take it today? He's like, you don't want to like try some other? No, yeah. no, I'm good. Like, yeah. <laughs> sell yeah. it to me, man absolutely so you buy lululemon clothes we can move on from this but i, I, I did yesterday because they just fit so good um the only thing i don't like is is uh we talked about like sunscreen and stuff the other week but i don't like the polyester um i don't know if you've period this. yeah you like like period well just I, just I like, don't the, like it in clothing yeah i don't th- apparently it's not good for like it, it disrupts your endocrine system i don't know how okay, cool. solid okay, the science like is but yeah. Um, underwear, at least, I, I try yeah. and just wear cotton. I don't, by the way, I don't need solid science on stuff like this. Neither right? do I. I just, an anecdote if, will do. Yeah, I would, I, anecdotal, like, I will totally. Like, literally on just this. one one tweet, yeah. like 140 characters. Yeah, one tweet. Like, that's all I need. I'm like, that is science for me. And like, from an anonymous account, it, by the way. It doesn't even have to be a person. Erring on the side of protecting my testicles, 
I'm like, I'm good. I, whatever. Mm. You know, just tell me. Pretend yeah, you could tell me anything. You could be yeah. like, oranges are bad for, for your testicles. I'd be like, sweet. Okay. <laughs> I'm not eating well, orange anymore. Done with orange. Um, so did, you, so did you, you bought Lululemon stuff. Are these like athletic clothes or just general? Actually, I bought like, um, yeah, mostly athletic. But okay, they cool. have like, I like wearing polos and they have these polos that just fit perfectly. So Oh, interesting. They have okay. some nice have out. sort of like casual clothes as well. Yeah, okay. I recently bought 10,000 shorts. You know that brand? That's a lot of shorts, man. <laughs> no, it's a brand. No, no, I have, I have heard of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they advertise like a mofo. I'm like, you must they have They look really them. good. I was looking at the website, but I think shipping to New Zealand's just like, it's just stupid. Yeah, that's on you, right? I mean, you live there, so you know, don't, yeah, don't push that I up against complain. us. The American <laughs> brands here. Um, they are really good. Uh, and I would say like on a scale of 100, they're like a 90 or like a 95. Mm. So there's actually some areas okay. to improve, but these, these things are sick and they're not cheap. But um, enough of this nonsense. Um, but it does tie into my, my question for you, which is, how do you feel about the F word? And do you know? Mm. Uh, what, what do we mean by the F, F word? word is? The F word is fat. Fat. Oh. F-A-T. Yeah, that's a hot one. Um, the reason I bring this up is because I sent my email newsletter yesterday yeah, and the subject line was ever seen a fat lion question mark, yes. open the email and it's nope, you haven't. And here's why. Yeah. And then I've got my little micro essay about what we talked about a couple episodes ago, how like you never see a fat lion because they're perfect. They're effortless, mm. right? They're living their purpose. They only do what they're supposed to do. So I got some, some, um, like pushback on that, like usage of that word really in that way. Yeah. And I, frankly, I thought about it all night, not that I even should, but I kind of feel bad about it and I'll tell you why, Okay. because I'm really bad about this. I I'm very nonchalant with my word choice. I would just say some shit. And I'm like, it felt true to me at that moment. But what I don't think through is what else is attached to that particular mm. word. So I wrote a whole essay about being detached from your purpose and finding your purpose and living like kind of whatever in harmony, like trying to achieve certain things, whatever. But the whole thing was under the umbrella of like being fat or not. And I can, I can kind of see how if you read into it, basically what I was accidentally saying is that being fat represents a state of being all of these bad things. Sure. And, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do think being like fat or like really overweight is obviously not a great thing, but I yeah. do agree. It doesn't mean you are also these 12 negative things, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I was on the F word yesterday and didn't know what you thought about that. Yeah. I, I, I can understand that. Um, I thought you were kind of going in the direction of people who were just offended at the use of the word full stop, which is something I'm like, whatever. But I, they are. They are. Right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, to me, that's just. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, the, the whole, like, just because someone's overweight, it doesn't mean that they're lacking in like the 12 different areas. Yeah, um, totally. Don't you like when they rebrand words, by the way? So like fat. Um, has been rebranded to overweight or obese. No problem. Yeah. Um, did you know that? What was it? Um, 
homeless people have been rebranded as people living in a state of homelessness. Yeah, it's a bit strange to me. Um, it's fair. It, yeah. it is fair. Like a lot of a lot of these like social justicey uh, lefty things. Like some of them are fair. I'm like, it's fair not to be like yeah. you're a homeless person. That, that's no, you're a, a person point. struggling with homelessness. I'm like, that is a very that's good a point. that's a good one. But there's it also makes it, it makes it like a temporary thing, ones. not an identity thing, which is good. Yeah, um, that's the one. I uh, what was I going to say? But the thing is, like, I I want to be around people who can like admit if they're fat like I, I saw a photo of myself like two years ago and like i would call myself fat i no one else would i but was like 100 strong. kgs but i was strong, strong right? but like yeah you know like i had a little bit of the yeah the, the waist top. and i was like eh, that's it's not good um i'm like ah, that's fat mm-hmm. like because i want to be critical yeah i mean i just want to be around people who are like open to like talking about things yeah exactly whether it's fatness or what like i'm not hung up on on fat or skinny um so anyways interesting on to the next Um, thing irrelevant let's talk about um so you sent me like a script for a new youtube video i read it gave some feedback um and got a lot out of it and then i also saw on instagram that you just read like 12 books in one day, which pisses me off to no end. I can't believe you're one of these people. Like I'm lucky if I get through like one book in two months. And then you always see these people on Instagram who are like, here's the stack of books I went through last week. I'm like, Oh fuck. (laughs) Um, so anyways, thanks for making me feel bad about myself there. But I want to know what this is obviously something you're wrestling with mentally. You're writing about, you're reading about, and I want to know, what the genesis was kind of what are some of these topics you're working through and then um i'll probably have like an assload of questions about them yeah so i for years i have always been hyper aware of like phone use social media um and it's come from a position of like i would say unfortunately a position of judgment like looking at other people on public transport or whatever and going man like you've just scrolled your phone for an entire hour like facebook whatever like how can you do that um or just see people plugged in all the time and like it's always been like uh man i'm so glad i'm not like that except a few months ago i realized i am like that (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. i'm just not i'm not as maybe not as bad but like yeah it's yeah, I know. Sorry, speaking of like, it's gonna shut shut the hell up, yeah. you psycho um, Siri. I know what you mean. <laughs> it's where it's like you are just as bad, but you feel more justified. So here's something I do, yeah. and then you, you call on. But like, I conduct a lot of my business on my phone, just a mm. email, Slack, because I don't sit at a computer a ton for work, so I do yeah, it on my phone. Sure. So I justify ignoring my family, staring at my phone, doing this. Cause I'm like, it's work. It's work. I'm not on Instagram. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that is yeah. obviously complete bullshit. Yeah. Dude, same, same thing here. Um, yeah. So, so I like, I realized, uh, here's an embarrassing example. I remember a couple of times I like be out, go to a public bathroom toilet and I'd see, I'd go to the urinal and there'd be like some guy next to me, like on his phone while he's he's peeing and i yeah 
it's like come dick on pics. man like yeah like yeah. it takes what 30 seconds like why do you need to be on your phone but then i realized i was doing that at home like i would <laughs> yeah, get a break <laughs> I, like, <laughs> and I'd be, like taking a leak and checking my phone and then one day it just hit me it's like oh i'm that yeah. guy like i wouldn't do yeah. it in public but i'm doing it at home um so anyway i i just i started becoming hyper aware of how i was using this stuff and like how i was actually kind of addicted um but the worst part of it which i haven't talked i think i talked about it in my newsletter is um i just started noticing that i my my mentality like my mind was being pulled in all these different directions and i couldn't figure out why i was like why can't i figure why can't i just like commit to one path and like execute and just move forward what was what's the difference between 18 year old sam who was just aggressively pursuing a goal and like 28 year old sam who's like well i could do this i could do this i could do this and my conclusion is that it's social media mostly twitter because multiple times a day i'm checking my phone and i'm scrolling my feed yeah and i see an example of this person who's like built a marketing agency in 12 months and they're doing 100k a month and i'm like that's awesome i know marketing i could pull that off maybe uh or i and, and then i see someone who's an author and they've just released a book and it's doing really well and i'm like well i love writing like maybe i should do that instead and then i see a youtuber doing this and then i yeah. see someone doing this and it's just like all of these things have worked for these people um and it just like pull i get pulled towards him and then yeah. i bounce back i'm like no 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 that's that's stupid yeah and i feel that it for me that stuff can be subtle and like bite me in the ass later so like in the yeah. moment i see the same thing i see the uh this dude's yeah. making a million dollars a month and i'm like oh that's cool i whatever i don't that's exactly care. what it is yeah but then it comes yeah. back and i think that's what yeah. you're getting at is that like all of a sudden you're experiencing this like distraction and lack of focus yeah. in all these other areas and you sort of have reverse engineered it to this steady stream of moments that sort of like these little pulls right they're just like little micro yeah. pulls and they just kind of keep building right what 100 um and it's like it, it kind of links back to jeremy giffen's thing about there's no general advice and it's like you i go on twitter and i see someone say Huh, if you're like, if you've got a business that's cash flowing 10, 20K a month, you need to go do something big, man. You need to like go build a nine figure business. And then there'll be someone else who's like, no, 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 solopreneurship is the way, like enjoy life. And it's like, those yeah. are two contradictory pieces of advice. Um, but I will see both of those on different days. And I'll like 100%, I'm just the kind of person where I'm like, yes, that's <laughs> yeah. the, you know, like <laughs> that's the path. Um, yeah, that's why I could never be an investor because for, during all of my 20s, when I was really focused on like startups in New York City in tech and stuff, and I was in the New York City tech scene, I literally never met a single founder or idea that I didn't say like, oh, yes, like that is mm. sick. Like you could totally build that. It could be huge. Yeah. Like that is just my response to ideas, period. Yes. Uh, for better yeah. or worse you gotta you gotta figure out how to work on that yeah dude that's probably why i'm not an investor either because I'll, I'll just lose all my money um uh one, one thing i was yeah. going to say was 
I, I dive back into these books, Digital Minimalism. There's another one called The Shallows, which is quite good. Uh-huh. And like the, the recurrent theme is that until 2023, until like 13, 15 years ago, we just, we weren't plugged in 24 seven. Like we had technologies yeah. that could distract us, TV, um, you know, gaming systems and so on and so on, but they were like intermittent. Like you would right. sit down to play the Sega system, Sonic, whatever it was. Um, you would sit down to watch TV, but like yeah. now it's 24 seven. It's like anytime you want that dopamine hit, you can get it. And yeah. I don't think like a lot of the people I studied, a lot of the work I, I've studied over the past week or two, it's like, we don't know what the long-term outcomes of this is. We're starting to see them. Um, like, I think you can link a lot of the mental health epidemic to this. I think there's a pretty clear link there, but who knows what it looks like in 10 years. So I'm starting to think it's like, maybe I need to be more extreme in how I attack this. Um, mm. Maybe it's not just about like, all right, I'll check Twitter, but only after 10 a.m. or like 12 p.m. It's like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to just use it once per week or once per month yeah, or okay. have like very strict rules around it? And yep. the question that I, I asked myself and I've been asking other people as well is like, and I'll ask you, if you were to create a human, like character select, build all the skills and traits and and pull them into the into 2023 like what would you allow them and not allow them to do oh that's an awesome awesome yeah and i I was thinking about it and i was like well ignore all the other stuff like they'd have to be strong and all this kind of stuff like um i wouldn't give them a smartphone i wouldn't let them use a smartphone at all stick with computer like stick with the computer yeah Yeah. i I, I think i agree with that and yeah. no internet until like 12 p.m. or something like and yeah. i think uh-huh. if you can do that you have a yeah. massive competitive advantage because your mind so, is just mm-hmm. so clear so i so i have created three humans they are five to five years old two years old and six months old <laughs> and i'm currently bringing them through to 2020 yeah that's actually said. that's a very good point so i would be thinking they're, about they're still a bit too young for all this really but i think about it constantly here's my current working a mental model for this always a mental model for something is mental models of bullshit what are you talking about yeah i don't know what to call this one this is a non-bullshit <laughs> one you know this is like a sick sick mental model it's a simple one but it's you have to have a purpose for using the tool so my yes. whole thing is technology is a tool twitter is a tool instagram is a tool but we don't use them like tools to solve a problem or like, or or do something, we use them as sort of like a laid back, like kind of like just feed me uh, potato chips. So that's kind of my whole thing that I'm thinking of is, and I've been wanting to talk to you about this for weeks because I don't want to spend a ton of time on Twitter and Instagram, et cetera. However, they are phenomenal platforms for learning, for, I don't know, discovering new things that are interesting to you, like whatever. And so I've been trying to actually apply that to myself, which is what I'm thinking through. I call it the um, starving media diet, which is you're on a media diet, but you're like starving and you like scarf it like real quick, like just what you need. 
So like, for example, you would time box it and you would set a specific like objective for what you're about to do. And then my third kind of rule is for, for all the inputs I'm taking in, I have to have an output in mind, even if it's just taking notes or if it's like, for example, I might say, I'm going to go spend 30 minutes on Twitter as intensely as I can to find ideas for our podcast. Mm. Boom, hit it, quit it. And yeah. I think that works for me. Now, I haven't actually been doing this. I more have just like not been consuming all that much. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, so that's that's if I was creating a human, I would be like, these are tools just like hammers and shovels. Before you use yeah. it, you need to have a reason to use it. There's got to be sort of a problem to solve and you need to like time box it and do the project. You have to avoid the um, the, the dopamine like uh, what you, like hijacking thing. I think that's the hard part for a lot of people, including yeah. myself. Um, it's like if someone said it, I think it was, it's in my notes somewhere. It You're like, really I think good. it's right here it's on like, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was Bill, is it Bill Maher? The guy, yeah. the talk mm -hmm. show guy. Yeah. He says, um, this was 2017. He says, the tycoons of social media have to stop pretending that they're friendly nerd gods building a better world and admit yeah. They're just tobacco farms and t-shirts selling an addictive product to children. Jesus. And that it's like sharp for a lot of people. Um, if they do what you just said, like they won't be able to stick to it. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm just going to smoke a cigarette like once per week and only with friends. It's like, well, good luck. Um, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like that's, that's how I'm thinking about it as well. It's something Cal Newport said in the book, digital minimalism. He's like, He's got three principles. Number one is clutter is costly. Um, yeah. So if you have too many devices, too many platforms going on, like that's going to have a cost on your life. The second is that optimization is important. Um, so you need to think what? exactly what you said. You need to think about how you will use the technology. Like you need to optimize oh. it in a way that makes sense for you. I don't think optimization is the best word. Um, and then the third principle is that intentionality is satisfying. So being intentional about how you engage with new technologies, current technologies, and so on and so on. Um, is satisfying? You mean like, per, he means like. That's, that was just the, that was the title of the, the yeah. principle. Um, probably didn't explain it that well. But his, his solution is like do a digital declutter. 30 mm -hmm. days cut out all optional technologies and he's like he's pretty direct about what an optional technology is it's like um it's not something that's convenient oh sorry an optional technology is anything that you do not need to like operate your life or your business or something like yeah. that um so it's like you probably don't need instagram you probably don't need no. twitter you might and don't confuse convenient with critical like yes it's convenient to be able to message someone on twitter yeah like it's not critical. You can contact yeah. them in another way. What I don't need, like what we don't actually need is having it on our phones, like having access to it. Exactly. 24 seven. And so there's, there's a few examples in my own life. Like I have obviously an email inbox for each um, business, whatever that I have going on, all kinds of shit percolating in there. And for one of the businesses, I was like, I deleted it from my phone. And I'm like, I'm only going to check it when I'm sitting down to like do that kind of work at the laptop. Mm -hmm. Well, now 
I forget about the damn thing like completely. Yeah. It's never on my mind. It doesn't knock me off course. Frankly, I forget to check it and eight days will go by and then I'll check it and I'll be like, well, we're doing all right. Like the, the yeah, ship yeah, did yeah. not go down. So yeah, there's something to be said for that. And that that's, so I haven't done it yet, but this conversation's inspiring me. I want to, to at least temporarily delete all those apps uh, including Slack. Slack's a hard one for me because mm. I have so much day-to-day work stuff happening there. I want to delete them off from my phone yeah, and only use them when I'm at my laptop. Because actually, because I know for a fact, you might say, well, then you're just going to spend more time at your laptop. I personally know for a fact that I won't because exactly. I'm doing so much other shit on my feed. So, Yeah. It's like uh, Newport has this line in the book, which is incredible. And I can't remember it word for word, but it's like, it's something like compulsive phone use for most people is just papering over a void of like low quality leisure options or an underdeveloped leisure life. Yeah. But the way he says it's just like so good. It's like, yeah, if your life is boring, like you're just going to default to using your phone. So like 100% the other true. part of this is like, you need to abstain mm-hmm. from, um, you need to abstain from, from social media or, or phone use full stop. But you also need to like do interesting shit that like yeah. catches yeah. your attention. Um, and just to add to that, there's this, oh, there's this fantastic, I think I linked it to you. It's on the human podcast with this psychiatrist, Anna Lemke. Mm-hmm. Um, and she deals with addiction. And she's talking about this guy who came to her, I think, uh, and he's a computer science student. And he's like, I hate my study. I hate computer science. It's not what I thought it was. I'm just not interested in it. Um, And so on and so forth. And turns out he's like playing video games for hours every night. And he's like looking for the thing that will pull him out of the video game world. That will be exciting enough for him to like stop doing that all the time. And she's like, there's nothing that's going to pull you out of that world. It's engineered to capture and maintain yeah. your attention. Computer science is never going to compete with that. What you have to do is abstain from that. And then she said, invariably, when I, when I give this advice to people, they become interested in the thing that they weren't interested in. So he quits video games and all of a sudden, like within a few weeks, he's like, man, got a bunch of other computer science is awesome. Yeah. 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 I was like that's, it's so obvious. But it's like, yeah. How do I apply that to myself? Like, what when I'm not interested in things is like, is it because I'm just constantly spiking my dopamine? That's where the that's where the brain chemistry stuff comes into play. Um, And I have the just the deepest, utmost empathy and sympathy for addicts of all kinds. Always have really, but now I kind of know why. But like, your when you are, let's say living in video games a lot, your brain's chemical system gets balanced to that. And Mm. when you then take that brain and put it in the woods or in a yard with a baseball or in in a state of boredom, like on in a car for three hours, when you put that brain in that situation, it's basically miserable. And so you have this constant, like, the digital experience is better than the real life experiences. 
and the digital ones keep getting better and better and the real life ones thus get worse and worse and worse. So you mm. have this like expanding chasm and that's what I freaking worry about with kids, man. I'm at that point in my life, I'm 36, where I can, I'm like the old man, like quit playing those video yeah. games where <laughs> I can really like sit in that. Like I have young nephews, young boys who are kind of 12-ish years old, 13, and I'm not picking on them. Like it's yeah. everyone they know, it's every, it's every child it seems like. Um, they're super, super wired in using Oculus using YouTube, yeah. using all these things. And my thing is like, it, it, it's not that they're bad in and of themselves. It's not like it's bad content. It's that it's fucking taking over their brain chemistry mm. such that their brain chemistry can't enjoy or jive like with real world stuff. I don't, I'm just rambling, but. All right, no, no, this is, here's a question for you because I, think about this i don't have kids yet uh my wife and i want to have kids and it's like i'm an idealist yeah. so i just view the world as like completely malleable even though it's not yeah so i'm like well when we have kids like they're not gonna do this and like blah blah but i know yeah. that when we actually have kids it's gonna be a little bit different i'm sure mm -hmm. um like a lot of parents will say oh i'm never gonna give my kid an ipad and it's like when you're in the thick of it and you just want them to like be by themselves for 30 minutes and not distract you, you give them the iPad because it's like the easiest option. But how do you think about this as a parent with young kids? Like, do you have absolute non-negotiables? You're like, I'm never going to let them do this. Um, how, how are you thinking about this? I'm super yeah. curious. Um, so first off, there are certain things that might seem far-fetched, but they aren't. My kids yeah. have zero difficulties with screen time, zero. They don't have access to it. We do not have iPads. We do not give them phones. Um, I'll clarify a few of these, but like there, there has never, not a single dinner table, not a single funeral, like whatever the hell have we ever said, hey, just look at this thing for 30 minutes and mm. shut the fuck up. Um, we've never done it and we don't plan to. And um, what I've observed is that my kids have no problem with that. None. Like, even though they're two and five years old, they can sit down at the dinner table for an hour, like at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're going to be a little wild, but they're entertained by crayons. They're entertained by this. The other thing that my wife keyed me into that she read in a book is that most parents use technology to force a child out of a situation. In other words, isolating them. Like we're mm. all here at this table. I want you to disappear. Here you go. Yeah. The child actually internalizes that and they start to associate, oh, I'm going to watch Blippy or whatever shit with feeling isolated and feeling excluded. And like mm. the real key is to figure out ways to include and involve and accept with an A, accept children in whatever the thing is. Like, frankly, if your child is there, they shouldn't be excluded from the thing. Mm. Otherwise, they just shouldn't be there. So, um, so that's another thing we do. When we watch movies or watch a, a kid's show or whatever, invariably, we do it together. It's, and it's, mm. it's become super fun. So, for example, I love, love watching like old Disney movies with my daughter. 
but we do it together. It's kind of, you're tucked in the blanket, you're having the popcorn. It's a really nice, mm. like together experience. It's never, Hey, I'm going to be on a call for two hours. Just go sit there. Um, yeah. The last thing I will say, um, I don't really know what my non-negotiables are. I don't know when they're going to have smartphones or iPads. I just sure. basically yeah. want to delay that as long as possible. Yeah. The one thing that I'm very committed to is algorithmic, algorithmically programmed media consumption. That is my non-negotiable. My children, at least in, while they're under my domain, they will never sit and consume content that's just being surfaced by an algorithm. Like like a TikTok feed or something. Yeah, or YouTube. Like yeah. YouTube for yeah, me yeah, is yeah. the worst offender here. They yeah. can use YouTube. Like they can we can hundred percent say, I want to watch a video about building a sandcastle. Yeah, but you're, you're no problem. For, like in the search bar. Yeah. And there's no autoplay and there's no once Blippy's over, it's gonna roll into some yeah. fucking these Chinese no 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 shade on China, but like they make these <laughs> creepy ass kids shows on YouTube that get like right. a billion views. So I'll stop my rant there. I would say um, the world really is malle malleable. You can be optimistic. The kids don't have to have screens and all this. Mm -hmm. uh, you can set a purpose or an intention behind it. You can use it to, to build togetherness instead of having it as isolation. Uh, and you can avoid algorithmic programming. That's as far Man, as I've I love gotten. that. Yeah, I think that's that's so solid, and it yeah. it reminds me of um. There's been like a few high high profile Silicon Valley guys who have said my kids are not using this technology. Oh yeah, like Chamath, yeah. Chamath, Chamath, Chamath. He's like, yeah. my kids, yeah, my kids He's aren't having iPads. I I know yeah. I know how addictive this stuff is. I worked on it. Yeah, and it's yeah. like you know if they're saying that, I'm gonna um, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna take their word for so, it. And and another so so my kids. I hate to say that I'm not trying to say they're like great, but like compared to the kids in their class and things, my kids have extremely long attention spans. Mm. And I find this very interesting and all of their friends, we all play together, whatever. And you'll see that like some kids can focus on something for like five minutes and then they're just, boop, boop. my kids can like lock in on something for hours. One other thing I'll say is, um, for road trips, we have driven my kids, not we don't drive a ton, but we've driven as long as I think six hours. And then a couple of days later, four or five more hours. We've done that over the course of like a 10 day road trip. Not a single device ever. Hmm. They they can look at books. I, I mean, they have the, the ability to look at books for hours to hmm. talk imagine that like just to chat with you yeah. while you're driving like it's it's not all I'm, it's not like there's rainbows coming out of our asses but that that stuff is highly possible um and i'm i'm pretty excited about like the approaches we're we're working on with our kids yeah that's it's very inspiring and i think like that stuff obviously compounds over time um to to put a different spin on this like the way i'm starting to view this is there is a war for your attention and like in a war you you, you don't you're not passive you mm. don't just sit back and think oh, maybe i'll use this little tactic over here and like maybe that'll help a little bit it's like mm -hmm. no 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 it's a war and so like if i look at my attention span over the last five years undoubtedly it's got worse my ability to focus has, has probably got worse 
and I don't like that. And so I'm actively fighting back against it. And I want to actively fight against the algorithms. Um, just like completely eliminate them, remove them, control them, you know, capture them. Yeah. Um, and and make the technology work for me so i'm wanting to be more aggressive and more extreme with this stuff because i think for me personally like that's what's required there you go do it yeah this ties back into our chats about activation energy and when you read philosophy and a lot of spiritual texts like the solution to all of life's problems that is always proposed is you just need to accept things the way they are and I know that that is true in some ways, but what I don't think the gurus of ages past understood is how fucked up we would get and how, yeah. how deeply off course to the point where just to get back in, in the center lane, we need to unlock our brains from addictive technologies, unlock this and that, reset yes. our dopamine levels, like put down something we've been doing every single day for the past 10 years, change all of our habits. Like it takes so much effort and energy. You have to do all those things just yeah. to begin to sort of unwind from, from, I don't know what pervasive technology, digital, social media and all that. Yeah. I, you're 100% right. It's like some pro social media, pro phone apologists will be like, well, people said this about the printing press like 500 years ago. Yes. Um, and it's like, it's not a good analogy. It's not pervasive. It's, not, it's pervasive. not pervasive. There's no algorithm, no. right? Exactly. It's, it's about the feedback loop. So like when you have a book, your experience of that book takes like, say, five years. The, the person's writing it. They have their ideas. It's going through editing. It gets distributed. You buy it. It's been a few years since they started. You read it for six months. There's no, there's no feedback loop, mm. right? It, meanwhile, if you're on TikTok, it's like every two seconds, your eye movements create feedback that, that customize your, your content consumption. Yeah. And so that's just something that like with, you know, I've seen that, that old meme where it's like, this is what it was like before phones. And it's a picture of dudes on a train and every one of them has their newspapers yeah. up in front of their face. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. but after the train ride, they put that shit away. Yeah, like exactly. you, you don't walk around the streets with it. You don't go into meetings with it. You don't, you don't like have the newspaper under your desk, take a quick look and put it back. Right. So it's about the pervasiveness and the algorithms in it. I, th I think, um, 100% like some of my favorite moments in life are just spontaneous interactions with other people. Mm. You go to a coffee shop, you're sitting down, some old guy next to you just like yeah. starts talking to you and like you have a yeah. conversation. It's like, I don't, I'm going to sound like a boomer here, even though I'm not, but I, I feel like that's kind of been lost. I don't like it. You know, spontaneity. Yeah. Yeah. So that, and like, it's, it's so as cheesy as it me. sounds. And I, I wrote this in the video script, like just forgetting how to live. Um, like one more example and then we can move on because we've spent a long time on this topic, but um, I never, I never had TikTok on my phone. I only have it now. I don't use it. I only use it to post, um, like short form videos of myself talking about random shit, productivity advice. Um, I was like, I'm never using TikTok. That stuff's super addictive. But then I fell into the habit of like Instagram, like the, the reels feed, which is basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, 
and got into this habit of like every night my wife and I would go to bed and I'd be like, hey, check out these. And like that just became like an almost every night thing. And then for a couple of weeks and I was like, this is dumb. But like, like check out these, like it's kind of like just for fun stuff. Like it's yeah, funny. It's, they're yeah. funny. Like they're funny. Yeah. Um, and I think my rationalization was like, oh, well, we're like laughing together and stuff. Yeah, totally. And like, yeah. but as soon as you start building in habits like that to your life, you lose the, or at least you suppress the yeah. potential for like a positive, how do I say this? Just like those moments where you're like sitting with your wife or whatever and you're just like, life's good yeah. or it's just romantic or whatever. Like you're just not letting that happen as much. Yeah. I think the experience of Instagram reels, for example, it's just highly sterile. It's very mm. limited. It, it's, it's just one specific thing. Like yeah. you're sitting there, you're looking, you share, we laugh, you look again, you look again. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's mentally an engaging experience, but if you zoom out, like it's not at all an interesting experience. No. Um, and, and it can just be hard to break out of that. Like we forget how to just sit there or be bored or even make idle chit chat mm. or like talk about some deep shit. Um, so yeah, how do we get down? This I would love to know. Right? Yeah. I would love to like do a poll on a certain selection of people a thousand people or whatever, and just ask the question, when's the last time you went for a walk more than 30 minutes without your phone, without listening to music yeah, and without, without someone else, just alone. Mm -hmm. I, I do wonder what the answer to that would be. It's low. I think it's low, yeah. man. It's low. Um, I don't, I don't put, I don't keep this in, in my ears ever. Well, we've talked about that, but um, that's been a big, big help to me um i'm mm. really trying to like experience boredom sometimes yes so like i'll go yeah. on these slow one hour runs with nothing i don't even take yeah. i mean i don't take my phone nothing like just a good old-fashioned run what what advice would you give to someone here's the thing like i for as long as i can remember i've been fine with my own head with my yeah. mind with my own thoughts i've never had an issue i've never been like afraid of boredom and like having to deal with what's in here. Mm -hmm. But I know people who are the complete opposite um, and will do anything to prevent the silence that inevitably arises when you stop doing stuff and when you stop feeding things into mm -hmm. your mind. So like, what advice would you give to someone who um, here's this, you're like, yeah, um, no, I, I run with music because if I don't, then I'm going to a dark place. A dark place? I don't know. Just like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, I don't know what advice to give. My, my, my general advice is you need to go to that dark place, so to speak, yeah. as quick as you possibly can. Everything mm. in your life is through that wormhole. And you're, mm. and you're just papering over it. I wish I had some good advice about this, but like my journey into all of this kind of started with Buddhism and Buddhism was just a, a big thing for me, understanding it, learning it, going to group meditations, going, you know, meeting with instructors. And this was when I was in New York city where you have like, th there's a freaking Buddhist 
center on every other block. You know what I mean? So I went down that rabbit hole and there's so much of it, um, you know, the, it, it just every single thing in Buddhism is like, oh, that's a hundred percent the opposite of the way we do things. And it's, yeah. it's just all a complete frame breaker. Um, yeah. So I, it's hard to advise someone like, hey, you know, check out this book called What the Buddha Taught. But that's, you know, that's well, what I think your point. I, th I do think your point about um, like you need to go, you need to go there sooner yeah. rather than later it makes yeah. sense to me. That's how I, I am with I, fear. Yeah. If yeah. I ever have some idea or something I'm afraid of at this point in my life, I'm just like, oh, fuck, I got to do that. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like I know immediately. Yeah. So like, for example, uh, ultra, ultra running is stuck in my head. It, so which is something longer than a marathon. Um, yeah. And I already know I'm going to do it. Like I know I'm going to. So, like, so have like, you signed up? Wanna, haven't signed up. Signed I'm up. still thinking about it. I'm dragging my feet. I'm scared of it. I don't have time for yeah. it. Yada, yada, yada. My point is it's already in there. And because yeah. of everything I just said, I'm a hundred percent positive. I'm going to do it. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. That's what I do. As soon as I feel yeah. that thing, like I'm like, well, let's just fucking do it. See what happens. Yes. 100%. Yeah, baby. Cool. That was a fun rabbit Good. hole. Actually. That was man. talking some talking shit about, about social media. Oh, but, I could uh, talk about ours. I think the song. Yeah. But the way we got started there is you've been, so you were, detected this issue within yourself you dug into some books and you're doing a youtube video and some mm. writing about this whole thing right and you're going to do yep. the digital declutter is that your plan like the 30 days i am I, well yes i am uh i have because i also want to make a video on that like i did this okay. in 30 days here's what happened yeah um but like I've, I've already taken some measures i unfollowed everybody on instagram including yep. you including my wife I followed no one. So I open up Instagram. I see nothing like no stories. Um, it's great. So like, yeah. that's just an output. So then what's the point? Of, what's the point of it? Like, what do you do there? Well, just because I, I, I post. Um, ah, just for I, like, posting. Post reels yeah. and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, My version of that would yeah. be instead for me, I wouldn't unfollow everyone. I would follow. I would unfollow everyone who I don't personally know or like love. Right. So that. If I open Instagram, yeah. I would literally just see my closest friends, my family, my loved ones, and I wouldn't see any influencers yeah. and all these freaking totally. people that I follow. That would be my- I think that's valuable play. too. I, but also like I want to be, um, if I want to know what someone's up to, like I want to default now to just calling them. Yeah. Finding You know them. what I mean? Like yeah. how's it going? Like instead yeah. of just like yeah. commenting on a, a thing and being like, oh, cool. Yeah, um, absolutely the oh one more thing to mention is there's an app called i might have mentioned this on another podcast is a there's an app called clear space which oh yeah is yeah it's really good um what is it just I like get it what does it do when you you can you can put any app you want into the um into the tool and it, it integrates with screen time on iphone and so when you oh. open the app um it's like it tells you to take a deep breath and then it has this quote like some cheesy quote and it's slow right it takes like 10 seconds to to get through all this and then it gives you the option like do you want to spend one minute two minutes five minutes ten minutes you can change those times which i i, I wish you couldn't because you can just change like an hour and the, yeah. um wait so so you, 
like if let's say I wanted to go to Instagram, I yep. would actually open ClearSpace. No, no, no. Say, you, you click Instagram, ClearSpace pop like pops up in oh, front of it. Oh, that's um, crazy. You can't access. Yeah, you can't access Instagram until you've gone through this uh, series of steps and you've picked like the five minutes. You choose the five minutes. It gives you five minutes. After five minutes, it closes the app. I'm almost you, surprised yeah. that like Apple and Facebook and these others will let the app get away with that. I know. Yeah. Uh, now you can game it, of course. Like you can game it. Nothing's perfect, but like the thing is, it's good enough because it forces you to actually intentionally think. Like you're not just to think for a when second. you just open it and it opens up instantly. It's like you can fall into that rabbit yeah. hole of like scrolling. But when you're like, I'm only going to open this three times today because that's all I've got. Yeah. Do I want to do it now or like later? Yeah. Yeah. My thing about social media for myself right now, which I'm a, I'm literally about to change maybe in the next couple of days is maybe I only spend 15 minutes on Instagram a day, which mm. people might say like, well, that's not much at all. That's fine. 15 minutes a day. The problem is I do that in 15 one minute sessions. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's this little thing that just fully distracts. And I'm like, well, it's just one minute, right? I got one minute to spare. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, to me, that's almost worse. That's like a little bit more insidious where if you actually mm -hmm. said, I'm going to be on Instagram for 15 minutes, timer, go, done. That's probably better. At least it would be for me than 30, I, I think so, 30 that, second sessions yeah. every fucking hour, you know? Because yeah. otherwise you're, I don't know about you, but like, you know, sometimes you open up social media, you see something, it pisses you off. Yeah, you don't yeah, even it know that it's you. pissed you off. You're just like yeah. going back to work and you're like, I'm pissed off. And yeah. then you figure yeah. out why it's like, yeah. oh yeah, because like such yeah. and such posted this thing. Yeah. It's like, if you're checking your phone 15 times a day, like you're exposing yourself to 15 opportunities yeah. to be pissed off or, or one, feel any other emotion, you know? One thing I've done a good job on and I, I wish everyone in the world would experience this I'm really good at not using my phone in the mornings. When I mm. wake up, I don't look at it. I don't browse it during the morning toothbrush. Like you, and then I have some workout stuff. Like usually I'm not really even like kind of checking in on my phone until around 11 a.m. Hmm. or so. I think that's been a big help. Yeah, I got to, I used to be like that. I got to get back there. <laughs> but that's then the it slides, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, you no, because the thing is, even if you're doing something that's harmless, so to speak, it's again, it's that brain training. Mm. Your brain is being trained that my awakened state, my, as my cortisol levels go up, like that moment is associated with the screen. And it's, you just yeah. don't want that association to be there. You know, it's tough. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were just talking about your next YouTube video and we got a couple minutes. So can we talk about YouTube? Let's do it. I wanted to talk about this for a while. You've, you've created content for a very long time, but I think it's a more recent that you've been doing content. That's like, Hey, I am Sam. This is me. And this is what I want to talk about personally. Mm. Um, how new is that? Like how new is your current vision of your YouTube channel? And how many videos have you done um, over what time period? And then I have a bunch of questions about how it's gone. Yeah. Um, YouTube for me, uh, like I started posting videos on my personal channel around the start of 2022, but they were all focused on like marketing, online course business stuff. Um, yep. 
because at the time I was like, I'm going to build a business in that area, like so on, yep. so on, so on. Uh, that wasn't that interesting to me. And then in December, I was like, you know what? I've got this idea that I want to talk about related to note-taking apps and like how I procrastinated with them. And it seems like a lot of other people are. So I'm, I'm going to like synthesize all these ideas and put it together. The thing is, I what I've realized is like I love synthesis. It's when I'm in flow state, when I'm like enjoying my work, what I'm doing is research, writing, like putting ideas together. And there's for me, there's no better feeling than like coming up with that unique angle or idea. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, yeah. YouTube just feels natural. Um, so December, I post this video, it blows up. I'm like, all right, um, let me just keep going down this path. All right, hold and on like, right there. So yeah, this yeah, was yeah. seven, seven, eight months ago. And that was that your first video that kind of blew up. That was like your biggest yeah. video to date. I, I and had like was, another video that had twenty thousand views on how yeah. to use like Apple Notes and Craft, but it was, it was like an educational one. Okay, um, so this was one of your first videos that's sort of about productivity, so to speak, or yeah. whatever. Um, yeah. Okay, so that's that's cool. So you you pivoted. You had a new angle, a new idea, and it popped off like kind of right away. You had I sub video. I submitted myself to the algorithm, and I was like, I'm just going to post similar content to this because it seems to be what people want, and I'm glad I did. Because at the time, yeah. I was like, I just transitioned out of EDM prod, my last business, and I was like, I don't want to fall into the trap of overthinking, so I'm just going to like continue moving forward. Oh, look, there's some signal here. People like this. Let me just continue doing this. Um, yeah. So how many subscribers roughly did you have before this kind of breakthrough video? I know right now you have 10,000 or, or more, but yeah, maybe like five, 600. Oh, okay. Five, 600. You had built yeah. as you, your early stuff in 22. And then this video, yeah. um, like did that video boost you all the way to 10,000 or I think just a couple, if I looked at the analytics right now, it would, it would probably say it's gained me about 6,000 subscribers. God. So the majority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, dude, it is it is crazy. I mean, we can talk about this. Like, um, I, I think YouTube is a game and other people have said this, Mr. Beast, many others. It is a game of like, as power laws. All content yeah. is power laws, but like YouTube especially. Like, yeah. you need to make a great video because it's going to get you 100 times return on investment than like mm -hmm. a good video um, and okay the difference between good and great i would like to talk about but um how many views does that video have like i want to understand like how big are we talking here i think it's like two hundred seventy-five thousand now okay so over a quarter million views delivers five six thousand new subscribers you're like whoa holy shit mm. and since that time how many more videos have you done are you you're not doing like a weekly video you're doing like a just big i chunk. was you were yeah i was for a time um just to get the momentum going i think since then yeah i've probably done about 15 to 20 videos um okay. and now i've i've slowed down just because because of what i just said it's like i i can post a video of just me talking maybe it gets two thousand views three thousand views like that's good um but i know i can do better and like okay I know if I just do one video a month or something and make it really damn good, yeah. then it's yeah. going to return. I, I want to get another one of those uh, 270 yeah. 
thousand views videos, you know? Yeah. So what would constitute, uh, what's the difference between good and great, more focused on great. So first off, obviously the script's yeah. got to be there. And then I know there's yeah. all these tips like, oh, your thumbnail has to be X and the title needs to be kind of Y. Like, I understand how to think about that stuff. Um, sure. And that's probably very important. You tell me. But then what are the other elements that make the video great? Like, are you talking more like the editing and the overlays and okay, the so, animation, you know? Yeah. I'm uh, I'm not the person to ask on this. I'm just going to regurgitate advice that I've found elsewhere. Ask me this yeah. question in like five years. What other people would say, the experts is like, um, and one thing I'm thinking about a lot is the idea itself has to be solid. You know? Yeah. Like you can't like- yeah. It can't just be like, oh, five tips on how to like be an entrepreneur. Like that sucks. Yeah. The If you look at the videos that blow up, like the idea is interesting. Um, and I think that's why the note-taking one took off because it's like, it's like stop procrastinating with note-taking apps. And I think a lot of people who click on that are expecting to use note-taking apps to stop procrastinating. But in fact, it's like uh, a reframe. It's like, no, no, no. You're procrastinating with these things. Like stop doing that. Um, that was unintentional on my part. Like I did not expect the video to do well. So like Leon Hendricks, who's a YouTuber, he's pretty big in the personal development space. He he said this thing where he's like, spend more time on the idea, like on the central idea that you spend three days on it instead of one, like that's going to be huge in terms of return on investment. Mm -hmm. So the idea, and then I think one of the most important things is like the first 30 seconds that's mm -hmm. where most people click off that like you need to nail that um and so when i look back at the video that did well for me it's like again unintentional i cut this section from like the middle of the video and and what i say at the very start of the video is like there are people out there who are doing the work that you want to do and they don't oh no it's like there are people out there who don't even know what personal knowledge management means and they're doing the work that you want to do because they're not procrastinating with all mm -hmm. these apps. And mm -hmm. it's like, if you're someone who's doing that and you click yeah. on that video and you hear that, it's like, like half the comments are like, oh man, that hurt, but I needed to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I'm saying, so I'm working on a my first, what will be like basically my first YouTube video of this nature. And the concept mm -hmm. of it is, are you a real man or not? Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I'm working on that first kind of punchline. And I had thought about the idea of like almost making it confrontational or challenge, like what you just described kind of does. What the, mm. oh, sorry, Apple Music just popped up. I don't know why, <laughs> I don't even use it. Um, so yours is sort of almost like a, it's almost like a personal challenge. Like, hey, there's people yeah. out there kicking your ass and, and you, and is it because of this? So I had been thinking of here's the thing, like, man. By by the way, to interject, I was talking to myself like three months before the, the version. All my YouTube videos are just me talking to me, like the the former version of me two years ago. Like what uh -huh. I needed to hear. Interesting. Um, cool. So so the first thirty seconds and included in the thirty second package is the title and the thumbnail. Like, how much do you fuss over that, or do you just? Yeah. So. Um, so, so idea hook, like first 30 seconds, and then you have the packaging title yep. thumbnail. And then I guess the other element is like 
the actual structure of the video and uh, there's, there's so much to youtube man it's like almost like an infinite game pacing yeah yeah the, the pacing um I, I was actually watching a I'll, I'll link you it um this course from the guy who's his name's hayden hillier smith he edited for like logan paul mr beast a bunch of others and he's like there's three components there's like story emotion and rhythm you need all three otherwise your video is just going to flop mm -hmm. and like you pull them in and out and all that kind of stuff i was like that's yeah like i'm kind of thinking about i'm kind of thinking about all right so i have i'm of two minds here I do like the video that I'm aiming to make. And so I do want to just give it my absolute best effort. Cause why not? Like, why not yeah. try, you know, maybe it gets five views. I actually don't care. Why not like make mm -hmm. it the best thing I possibly can on the flip side. Like I just, it's my first video. Like it's not going to yeah. be a fucking home run. So maybe I should just get it done. Warts and all put it up there. Um, maybe I learn more about rhythm and story and whatever over the next six months. And I redo the video or have like a different concept with a lot more confidence or something. Um, Dude, here's, here's my very unformed and amateur take, but I, I no, I think I've, I've got some credibility to say experience. it because of my yeah. time in, in music production as well. Cause it's so yeah. similar. Absolutely. Quantity leads to quality. Yeah. And I, there's this thing Mr. Beast says, he kind of contradicts himself a little bit. He's like, you should make, if you're starting out on YouTube, make 100 videos and then we'll talk. Yeah. Like, because you just need to get the reps and get 1% better every time. But then he says, quality is like the play on YouTube. You need to make an amazing video. So it's like, yeah, yeah. There is a tension there where it's like, at what point do you optimize for quality? And I think for me, um, even though I've only made, 37 something videos on my channel it's like like you said at the start i've been doing content since i was 14 like i'm not new to the content game i'm newest to youtube but yeah. i understand how to hook people how yeah, to write totally. how to edit yeah. like all this kind of stuff yeah and so i think I'm, I'm definitely at the point where it's like i could just keep pushing the quantity i could keep doing one a week and maybe i'll get somewhere but there's this constant nagging feeling that I've had over the past six months, which is like, I finish a video, I upload it, and I'm like, nah. It's not it. It's not quite there. Yeah. It's like yeah. when you make a song and you're like, eh, yeah. I, can, I can do better. Yeah. And I hate that feeling. Yeah. But I love it and I hate it because it like drives me to do better. Yeah. So, See, the first I, thing yeah. you said is that a video, that the idea has to be great. Yeah. That's pretty paralyzing for me because I never know if any of my ideas are really good or okay or whatever. And so for like, for example, for this first one uh, that you've read the script of, I don't know if it's a good idea. I don't know if it's a bad idea. I feel like it's a, at least a pretty good idea because it's, yeah, I think it's, I think it's on track to be at least a pretty good like core concept, mm. but I don't know. Like I, who knows if it's a great idea? Like, yeah i guess you no one knows until we publish until you put you know? it out and it pops off so it's such a black box as well that you see like you can have a, a great idea for a video but if you screw up the thumbnail or the title and no one clicks on it <laughs> yeah yeah it's done huh? <laughs> yeah all right well you've got this video in the works when do you think this video that sort of touches on the stuff we talked about today will be out in a week hopefully or two, in or? the next hopefully in the next two weeks 
Um, all right, perfect. So when that comes I'll, out, we'll circle yeah. back to it and we'll sort of like conclude yeah, like how it how it all went. How it and my completely together. flopped, man. I That's fine. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Cool. Um, all right, let's wrap. Sweet, man. Good chat. Later. Cheers.